You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Well, well, well. Welcome. That didn't work. No, not really. It didn't fit. I didn't think you were going to do it right off the bat. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well. Well, we're here. (laughs) And we're clinking glasses because this is a super duper special episode. I'm leading with that. Um, We are talking Real Housewives and... What a better person to talk Real Housewives than my Real Housewife. I was wondering how you were going to transition that. Uh, My lovely wife, Alyssa, is here. You've probably heard about her in the many stories, uh, at least the since last times, and most of the friendship tests, I'm sure. She's incorporated there. Uh, Hello, love. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. I should have said this earlier, but... uh... I would have loved the name like Listener X had his own little oh, um, yeah. secret name, but I guess the world now knows me. Oh, that's true. Well, well, we won't divulge your, your whole name, just your first name. But you are very special because you allow us to do this podcast. Yep. So. <laughs> and this time in your humble abode. Yes. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Yes. Well, uh, as I said, we're talking Real Housewives, which is a very unique topic for us this week uh in that i feel like every topic we talk about i know a little bit about and i guess weirdly enough i do as well on this one let's be honest don't Um, don't lie (laughs) but this definitely is out of our comfort zone i will i will say that and this is why we wanted to bring on an expert for this someone who uh watches the show uh, or shows and Uh, watches a lot of them yes yes indeed um, so, you know what, Brian, I think we should, and instead of doing a little since last time, let's jump right into some, some conversation with Alyssa here to talk about some real housewives. It seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. Well, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Uh, obviously this is foreign to us. So, uh, why don't you start us off what the show is all about and then, uh, what kind of interests you about the show? So Real Housewives, it's a reality-based TV show, and it follows Real Housewives. So it originated in OC, and they selected, I believe, five or six housewives, and they just follow their lives and wanted to show what their life is like to the rest of the world. So you get an insight of everything about them, their family, their work, or if they don't work, what they do around the house. Uh, They typically go on trips every year, so you get the insight of them going on trips and being together as females and as women and what their dynamic is like together. So what is it that interests you about the show? So I once heard that Real Housewives is today's uh, soap operas. So if you think about maybe your parents or grandparents, that they would religiously watch their soaps Uh, in the afternoon. I know my grandmom would always come home after work and she had her list of soaps that she would watch. And it's essentially like a soap opera, except for it's someone's real life. And you also get the backgrounds of 
their Instagram and their social media and they write blogs and they have kids who are on social media or spouses and they go through divorces and you know all the everything that someone's real life could be you can see it in all these different housewives through all these different cities so how many of them do you follow on Instagram the housewives yeah um not all but a decent amount at least some from almost each city that's currently on air wow huh yeah it's uh it's 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 interesting i've never connected it to soap operas but that's a really good comment because i would venture to say that soap operas are probably dying off a little bit uh and this younger generation is interested in this type of thing and as someone who has seen from the same couch that you sit on uh it it can be just as filled with drama as a soap opera my mom used to watch soap operas and maybe there's not a crazy murder or something like to that extent but the drama is it feels intense because it feels real and and it is you know maybe they draw drag it out a little bit sometimes but it's real stuff but it it does sound like you take that beyond the actual show and like some of the things that people have gotten into and the trouble that they have gotten into mm-hmm. almost extends to that soap opera like murder type of stuff sure. where it's like they're off the the show they're going to jail or whatever it might be right and you can still even when they're not on air or they're not being filmed you can still stay in tune with their life and what it looks like and i feel like too when you watch it sometimes you watch it and there's certain characters that you can kind of connect to maybe they're going through something similar that you're going through or they're having a life experience you've had but then there's also characters who act in a completely outrageous way and i shouldn't say characters because they are real people (laughs) so there are real people who are acting in a completely outrageous way or something, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I wish I was brave enough or strong enough to do that or say that, but I never would or I don't think I ever could. And you can kind of live vicariously through them or you connect with them or you look at them and you're like, oh, man, that's crazy. I don't know why anybody would ever do that. So not only is it the entertainment piece, but it's also that knowing these are real people and that connection piece you can make, whether it's a positive connection or an entertainment connection is also pretty interesting. So I'm trying to remember back, uh, and I might have a guess, but what what was the first one that you got into? I think the first one that I started watching was Real Housewives of New Jersey. And that was one where when I watched it, I, I felt connected to it because New Jersey was the first one where it was more family-based. Um, two of the Real Housewives were sisters. One was a sister-in-law. One was a longtime good friend. And it was a big Italian family, which I didn't come from a big Italian family, but I did grow up in an Italian family. So I, I felt a lot of connection to that. And we also grew up on the East Coast. So New Jersey wasn't too far away from what felt normal and natural to me. So I definitely, that was the first one that kind of got me in. And I think that connection of I could see these people and they make sense to me is what hooked me do they does that show still one is that show your favorite and two does that show still have a special place in your heart in in how it connected with you so all of the seasons have changed in terms of who's on the cast since season one since they've launched they no longer some of them still have similar people or may have one og of it um but most of them have had many people come through I can't say New Jersey is my favorite. It was once for a very long time, but since then it's kind of lowered in its rank. 
what would you say is your favorite? I think as of right now, Atlanta is my favorite. Mm. Um, and they are coming back. They, they're just filled with drama, and there's just so much passion in that season and in that franchise, and it's very dramatic and intense. Uh, Beverly Hills is another one that I really do like. Uh, I mean, I like them all. That's why I watch them all. <laughs> but those are probably my top two. Do you have a favorite housewife? That's a tough question. Um, my favorite housewife is constantly changing. I think today in this moment, Portia Williams is currently my favorite, and she does come from Atlanta. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump, who is no longer a housewife, I believe, uh, always holds a special place in my is heart. She off? So from, from last season, she did not finish out the season. Now, I don't okay. know when they're going to air again, but I'm assuming she's not coming back because of things that happened on the show. Yeah. As just perspective from my... I mean, obviously, I've seen a lot of these shows as Alyssa watches uh, most of them, if not all of them. Atlanta, it, when you started watching... Did you like Atlanta when it first started? So Atlanta was one that I did not watch... Or that I watched, I couldn't get into, and I one of the few that I didn't watch. Uh, I also listened to a podcast called Bitch Sesh, and... <laughs> They are two lovely ladies, Casey Williams and Danielle Schneider, and they talk about Real Housewives and some other Bravo shows. Um, and after listening to them, every time they talked about Atlanta, they said, this is the best, this is the best, this is the best. So I knew that I needed to give it a shot, and I think within the past year, I've binged the entire franchise, and I'm all caught up and ready for the new season to start. And ready for this podcast. And ready for this podcast. <laughs> Do you watch, I know one of them, but do you watch any of the spinoffs? Um, a lot of the spinoffs that they have are sometimes um, just like a wedding or I know they did okay. Portia Got Married. <clears throat> the only spinoff that I do watch is Vanderpump Rules, but I haven't really seen too much of the other ones. Okay. So who's this Vanderpump? So Lisa Vanderpump is a Real Housewives out of Beverly Hills. She is, her and her husband are originally from London, and they have a bunch of restaurants. And actually, we have with us here today some of her rosé that she started. So not only does she have restaurants, she's an entrepreneur, and she's done a lot. So she has her spinoff show, Vanderpump Rules, that shows her restaurant, Sir, in L.A., which we have gone oh, to when we went to visit there. L.A., um, That's a big one. Yes. And she... Uh, Have you heard of Sir? Yeah. Oh. I think so. I've never been, but... She has Sir. She has Villa Blanca. She just opened Tom Tom. And she also has Pump all in L.A. And she has other restaurants, too. She also has a dog rescue center in L.A. She's very big on the Yulin dog crisis and working with government to put a stop to it. Um, and she also worked to have a rosé line. So we have with us, I have a friend who found it in Hawaii and then found one locally uh, and was able to gift me some rosé. And we have some here for some taste testing. And uh, I would also like to say that uh, Alyssa was nice enough to share the rosé with us, uh, but not give us a full glass because we're not the type of people that should be drinking this with her, I feel like. And she wants it for herself. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame her. Uh, it is hard to find. I I find, like, by association, I know a lot of these people, especially um, probably OC, New Jersey, um, 
I don't know Dallas very well. I don't know Atlanta quite yet, though you've watched a lot of that recently. Uh, but Lisa Vanderpump, I feel like I know very well. Uh, and not that I have favorites, but I'd probably put her up there as a favorite. I just, you know, I think that she's, even though it can be perceived another way, I feel like she kind of has a politeness or polish to her that sometimes some of the girls are just very raw and emotional and she can be that way too I think but I don't know she definitely knows she definitely knows how to carry herself and when you look at the breakdowns of each of the franchises which it makes it really interesting is you tend to see a lot of commonalities between the groupings of people and there tends to be it tends to be the OG who's kind of like the leader of it Um, but you typically have one who's a really good manipulator now while Lisa will never say that she's manipulated situations. Um, A lot of talk on camera and around her has said that she's set situations up to set people up in certain scenarios where she does not have her hands in the pot. And that's part of the reason why she's not coming back. But each season or each franchise kind of has a person who, as you start to get to know them and really understand it and then also read or listen to podcasts about The Real Housewives, you can kind of see that there are manipulators among the housewives who who help to stir that pot and get that drama going. And Lisa is one of them, but so, does it very well. Yeah, so that kind of leads me to maybe the last question before we jump into some history with Brian. But do you have a preference if you, you know, push come to shove, what's better is it watching the show or is it the afterwards debrief you know through the podcast or talking with other people who enjoy the show that's tricky i would (laughs) figured it would be but that's why i wanted to ask i would say probably just watching the show because i while i do have friends who also watch it i don't have a lot of time where we sit down and we discuss it and really debrief it i do love listening to the podcast because they'll catch things that i don't catch but then they also have opinions that can be very differing from mine so there might be a certain uh cast member who they they really love and they're supporting where i can't stand them or i don't like them in that moment they're all Mm -hmm. they're all people and they're all wonderful or they might just have a different viewpoint on a situation than I have. So it's kind of cool to hear those different perspectives. We're all watching the same show, getting the same input, but we're taking different things out of it. But I think the enjoyment of actually watching it and seeing what they're doing and going through is is probably better. Have you watched the seasons multiple times? or? I have not watched them multiple times. But for some of them, like Atlanta, I didn't start until this year, and they are, I think, 10, 11, 12 seasons in. So to go back and look at that first season, yeah. it is interesting to look at how Housewives has morphed over the years. Yep. And when you look at season one of OC, which is the original, to where they are now, and just the glam has stepped up, the focus of the stories have stepped up. What are the producers looking at? The trips they go on, even their reunion shows. I mean, I looked back at Atlanta and their first reunion versus where they are now. They're just so different. So when I do get to binge watch them because I wanted to catch up on one, it is cool to see how it morphed over time. Wait, so they have re 
reunion shows for what? So at the end of every season, and they didn't start it right away, I want to say maybe the third or fourth year into it, they get the housewives together, and they kind of just hash them out. They sit on two couches. Andy Cohen, who is the executive producer of all of the franchises, asks them questions from people who maybe wrote in or tweeted or whatever, and he definitely pokes and prods and stirs the pot and gets the emotions going. And recently, reunions have been not all of them but atlanta has had the probably the most heated reunions where there may be some people got kicked out because they got a little physical in it oh. that happened once jerry jerry, <laughs> jerry. yeah yeah so it, it's it's kind of a time to reflect on the whole season I, I totally forgot about the reunions but i have seen a handful of them and it very often is two couches and one side and the other side it very much feels like you know whose whose side are you on? And I don't know if there's a leader of the side. Sometimes maybe there oh, is. Oh yeah, but. they they definitely they they pick where they sit. They pick what couch yeah. they sit on. They pick who they sit next to. It's very intentional. Whoever's sitting closest to Andy, who's at the center of the couch, um, is definitely probably in the hot seat. And maybe they have the most drama, or they have the biggest controversy going on right then. That uh, you know they're going to be chatting a lot and they're going to be in the hot seat. So you can definitely see where they're seated on the couch. And as as um, Real Housewives become more relevant or have bigger things going on as they move closer to Andy or further away from him. Well, speaking of some hot seat, I think we should do some news. Let's do it. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise? I'm in the face. So. I asked Alyssa if she could give me some insight into how to pronounce this name <laughs> to help me out because I'm always struggling, and she refused. So Well, I just said there's a story about this okay. name, okay. so I'm going to let you try, and then I'll give you... you the pronunciations. Try, okay. fail, Oh, pronunciations. Something. Okay, so uh, the headline comes from USA Today, and it's Real Housewives star Joe Goitis will be sent back <laughs> to Italy to await deportation appeal so it's in the early seasons so this is a real housewives of new jersey in the early seasons his wife was Teresa, and she went by Teresa judice then a couple seasons in not the first season a couple seasons in she clarified that it's actually judice and she was not <laughs> pronouncing it or they weren't pronouncing it correctly so that's just one of those funny points where you went a couple seasons being one name, and now we're changing the pronunciation. <laughs> wow. So well, it was Joe Judice or Joe Judice. Judice. We're going to go Joe Judice. Joe Judice uh, and Teresa have both actually been in jail. Mm-hmm. So uh, they basically broke the law with uh, millions of dollars of fraudulent loans and hiding the wealth that they had gained from the show from the government and so they had a 41 or he had a 41 month jail sentence and for this wire and, and bankruptcy fraud and interestingly i saw that potentially this story kind of spurned the uh, uh orange is a new black somewhere so what? i have i've i read that so both Teresa and joe were um indicted for this fraud and the judge who was with them was nice enough to say, we're not going to separate you from your kids. So, Teresa, you're going to go first. You're going to do, I believe, 13 months of time in jail. And then Joe will go once she gets back. So the uh, jail in which Teresa was at, they said, is what had inspired 
Orange is the New Black. It was in Connecticut, I believe. Yeah. The jail that they were at. So, yeah, the inspiration for Real hmm. or Orange is the New Black came from the same prison that Teresa was at. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, basically, this Joe guy, Joe, I even forgot how to... Judice. <laughs> Judice. Judice. He was originally born in Italy, and he had moved to the United States with his parents, and he had a... Uh, permanent residence or green card holder but uh, he never actually applied for citizenship mm-hmm. and so with these charges and breaking the law that basically voids your green card status and so since he's not a citizen he has to be deported so he's appealing that right now but he's going to be sent back to Italy and interestingly enough so part of the show and part of being able to see the real life part of it and really understanding we're not really understanding but seeing what they're going through is we saw them going to court on the show we saw them going through this whole time and how it really weighed on their marriage together and their trust or Teresa's trust in joe um throughout the whole thing we also saw Teresa come back from prison and just being reunited with her kids and the cameras were at her house when the car pulled up and she came in and and she has four daughters so being able to have um that moment with them i mean most people probably don't want that on live television for everybody to watch but we were there with her so it almost feels like you went through that journey with her and even now as she talks about it i mean her husband has been in jail and the conversation as to if he gets deported, what are you going to do? Are you going to Italy with him? Are you bringing your children? Because she has kids who are in elementary through high school now. Are you bringing them with you? Um, what's going to happen? And, and being able to hear some of her conversation, not much about it, but it sounds as though she, she's staying and she's not going to go. So what does that mean? And you feel for her, and but you're also intrigued by it. So here goes back to that soap opera drama of, you know, What's going to happen? What's next? So, so she, they are still on the show, even though part of the charges are that they were hiding money from the government that they made from the show. And that's one of the things where you wonder, because Teresa keeps saying she knew nothing about it, and it was all in Joe's hands, and he just told her where to sign. And while that could be true, I don't know, but as a viewer on the show, when you look at the luxurious life she is living... And she has written cookbooks that have been bestsellers. She had hair products out there. I don't think they're still being sold, but she has done these other businesses since being on the show. It's it's hard to understand how somebody could say they're bankrupt when you see the life they're living yeah. and the house they're in and the cars they're driving and the parties they're throwing and the clothes they're wearing. So, She's still on the show. I believe um, Jersey is coming back soon, and I believe she's still scheduled to be on it. So it'll be interesting to see what's next for her. Wow. Hmm. All right. So in my news, uh, I I mean, I was looking at at different news topics, and uh, there's... No, you you can say you took the easy one. Oh, you say this is the easy one? Yeah. Sure, sure. I just so I what I was finding was that there's a lot of news like yours that is very related to what's happening in the show. Yeah. And I tried to s- s- kind of stay away from that um because there was so much of it. But uh what I did want to pull in was that uh an article around Mila Kunis. So she, I don't know if you know this Alyssa, but she's a big Real Housewives uh fan. 
and especially Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And in 2015, she even said that the show is one of the greatest things on television. She's married to Ashton Kutcher, uh, who also is a fan of the series. Uh, and apparently he gets sucked into it uh, because it's like a cat. It's like cat fights happen is what he quote was quoted at. Hmm. Well, uh, Kunis entertained the idea of joining the cast in a few decades. Obviously, that's a long time away. But the concept of she's a celebrity. She could be someone. I mean, who, who was uh, one of the soap opera stars on the one show? Uh, so they've, they've had uh, Lisa Renna has been a yes. soap opera star. And they had... Um, Another and Eileen Davis was another soap opera star, and that's one of the things too. As you look as how it morphs is when you look at OC the original and who the cast was. They were nobodies. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody knew their names. But as we're starting to get ten, eleven, twelve seasons in, they're starting to get people who maybe have name recognitions. They're not A-list celebrities. But we have Denise Richards on a show. We oh. have Candy Burris, who was a part of Escape on the show. So they're starting to, whether it's to hook people or whether to get people who, you know, have been in the spotlight before. Different audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Interesting. we see them start to pull people in. So Interesting evolution. Yeah. Mila would be a big name to put on right now compared to everybody else they have. But I wouldn't be surprised if down the road. Yeah, a few yeah. decades now. and Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so to, to close it out, though, she did bring it up to her husband, uh, Ashton Kutcher, um, and him being a, what did, what did you call it earlier? They are house husbands. House husbands. Um, so she, technically, she said we call them house husbands. <laughs> yeah, she did say <laughs> that. Uh, um, but uh, so she said, I did ask my husband once, uh, and she was like, Listen, later in like 20, 30 years, what do you think of me of going on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And she's like, just for like a year. And he said, I would kill you, was his response. Wow. <laughs> so he does, as, even though he is a fan himself, he uh, doesn't seem to support the idea of it. But, you know, maybe in 20, 30 years. They need the cash. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly. Who knows? Yeah. So, but yeah, so that, that's it for my news. All right. Let's uh, drop some knowledge. So as we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. Uh, Alyssa went through a decent amount of the history. So uh, because she she is the but she is the expert. So I'll kind of hunt and peck through some of my notes. But um, this was the first of, of six reality TV series that was ordered by Bravo Channel in May of 2005. Uh, and it was inspired by scripted soap operas like The Desperate Housewives and actually Peyton Place Show, which was from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And I can I had come across that too. And interestingly enough, on Sunday nights, uh, my sister and my mom and I would watch Desperate Housewives. So it only makes sense that I am such a huge housewife fan because huh. it's kind of been in me. Yeah. So the real... Housewives of Orange County premiered in 2006, uh, and uh, it documents the lives of upper-class women who are, quote, lead glamorous lives in a picturesque Southern California gated community where the average home price is $1.6 million. This Real Housewives of Orange County has been running for 14 seasons, and it's still running. Uh, There have been 19 different housewives uh, through the run of this show. 
sound about right, Alyssa? It does. There have been a lot because it's been on for so long. Yeah. 19. And what's the typical uh, roster? Per season. Is season? It Usually six? five to six okay. per season. But some of them have been on it since the start, and some of them have come and gone, and some of them, you know, get on there, and they last one season because they're not as entertaining as some of the other ladies out there. Yeah. So <clears throat> March of uh, 28. Uh, 2008, excuse me, was the first spinoff of The Real Housewives with The Real Housewives of New York City. Uh, it was originally scripted to be uh, named Manhattan Moms, but because of the success of the original show, I, it makes sense why they uh, went with The Real Housewives theme there. And then we went to October of 2018. Uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta came out followed by 2000, May of 2009, we had The Real Housewives of New Jersey, which was your favorite. That's Ish. my starting point. Oh, yes. sorry. was her favorite. <laughs> starting point. And then August t- 2010, The Real Housewives of D.C. And this one only lasted one season. Um, and this was the first of the series to be canceled. And that's one I cannot speak much to. I never watched D.C., for the one season, I probably will never watch DC. Oh, you're not even going to give it a chance? If it only lasted one season, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> worth it. Okay. All right. Well, and then in October 2018, or 2010, uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And the interesting thing about the Beverly Hills is the women don't even live in the Beverly Hills. They live all over L.A. and up to an hour apart from each other. Huh. Yep, and you hear about it too sometimes when they're driving in traffic, or they'll talk about the areas they live in, like if they live in Malibu um, or whatnot, and and just how far apart they are. Now I don't know Beverly Hills well enough, so for me that's a new fact um, that they are so spread out. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, like actually some of them live closer to Orange County than they do Beverly Hills, is what I read. So um, and then uh, in February. Of- 2011 we saw the Real Housewives of Miami and uh, this was actually a rename and reconstruction of the show called Miami Social I'd never even heard of it but nope Nope. Uh, and this only lasted three seasons we saw in uh, January of 2016 the Real Housewives of Potomac and then in April 2016 Real Housewives of Dallas and this was actually originally titled The Ladies of Dallas, which was a spinoff of a show that's called Ladies of London. So I do have to say I watched Ladies of London, and it was based out of London, and they had London wives, similar to Real Housewives. They had some of the ladies were born and raised in London, while others were born and raised in America and for whatever reason are currently based out of London. So that one was really interesting because now you have that cultural divide between the two and sometimes, you know, the British da-da-da or the Americans da-da-da. So it was kind of cool to see, you know, how friendships formed, but then also just culturally, this is what is acceptable in London and this is what is acceptable in America. Now, Real Housewives of Dallas, none of that. They're all from Dallas. Okay. A question on that one. Was that under the same franchise as Real Housewives, The Ladies of London, or was that kind of a separate thing, do you know? You know, I'm not sure if it was a Bravo show or if it was another network show or not. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, the concept seems Mm -hmm. very similar. 
Yeah. And then uh, a couple of interesting facts that I found was that there's actually some international spinoffs. So there's 10 international spinoffs. And I was interested if you've seen any of those. I've seen none of them. I was actually shocked to hear that there were so many yeah. international spinoffs. Yeah. So you have Athens, Vancouver, Levesar, sure, <laughs> French. I must be correct, French. Levesar. Uh, uh, Melbourne, Cheshire, which was England, Auckland, Sydney, Toronto, Hungary, and Johannesburg. So Melbourne, Cheshire, Hungary, and Johannesburg are still running. The rest of them have have and concluded. I don't. I don't have numbers that I'll get into during the stats section, but. Um, but I did, in my journey of research, find that some of these shows are incredibly popular over there as well. And um, some of the more popular personalities that aren't on the show are peop- in the, those countries are ones that recap the show, similar to your uh, podcast that you listen to, are just like immensely popular due to the fact that they can just recap what just happened on that show and it's just it's it's amazing to me that it has that much weight to it that it can live by itself and then create these spider webs of followings uh is pretty cool so ladies of london was a bravo show and it's only lasted three seasons Huh. well it was a good show so bravo if you want to bring it back (laughs) you'd be okay with that Uh well i wonder if the the real housewives of cheshire which is in England might be a close one to check out. Yeah. I might have to add it to my list of cities. (laughs) Well, you're all cut up now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then the last note that I had, which is is definitely the most interesting, is that uh, The Real Housewives is closely associated with The Apprentice. Yes. And I was shocked to hear about just how many Real Housewives have made it onto The Apprentice. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Which some of them have been on there more than once, also. So, like Lisa Renna has made two appearances on The Apprentice. Um, when, like as an appearance, is that like a competitor? Yeah, mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, like Celebrity Apprentice, when they do that, they'll go on there. Um, I know when you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Nene Leakes was one of the competitors on The Apprentice, and she talked about her Donald Bucks that she made from being on the show and cashing in her checks from Donald. Uh, Teresa was also, Teresa Judice or Judice, was also on the show. Um, Portia Williams, who I mentioned earlier from Atlanta, one of my favorites, also on the show. So, yeah, there was a lot of crossover between the two, which is interesting. Well, and I think that speaks to that uh, entrepreneurship that you're talking about and they have some business savvy. It's not just like they're... Sure. Uh, you know, figureheads of of yeah. housewives. You know, they're. I mean, again, outward looking in, but I don't think they're they're dumb people at all. I think they're actually very educated a lot, and more often than not, they're very educated and and smart with their with their money. It's just they like the gossip side of things and and the lavish side of life. And I think this also comes into the morphing of the show, where when you start out with the first season of The O.C., how much of it was, you know, they are living these very privileged lives. Some of them, so Vicki Gumbelson, the OG of The O.C., she had her insurance business, she ran out of her house, so you always see her working. But a lot of these other housewives, they were stay-at-home moms who also had nannies and also had housekeepers, and they were living a very privileged life. 
Since then, the amount of divorces that have been on the show, you know, husbands who have left or, you know, mutually agreed divorces, whatever they may be, and now you have these women who are used to having someone take care of them, they have to figure it out for themselves. So these women have hustled their way through, you know, starting businesses, putting their name out there, getting endorsements, finding money however they can to create their own lives. And I think that's part of it too is, you know, when you hear real housewife, you think they're just sitting at home. They don't have to clean. They don't have to take care of their kids. They just drink wine and do whatever they want. No, they're out there working and they're out there starting businesses and they're, you know, not always are they so successful, but some of them have created amazing business. Bethany Frankel from um, New Jersey, uh, or not New Jersey, from New York, she came from kind of nothing and she has a skinny girl uh empire where she has uh drinks and she has popcorn and she has oh she's a real housewife she yes she is and you know skinny girl drinks yeah we've have it we actually have skinny girl popcorn in our pantry right now that is her that is bethany frankel from uh real housewives of new york and and she was like one of the first uh people on the apprentice yeah okay that makes sense <laughs> i believe you she was she uh from what i remember she was final fired on the the final task so she made it one of the farthest of any of the real housewives and she for sure i mean when you say an entrepreneur from real housewives like skinny girl is an empire she has jeans yeah. too and she actually one of the kind of cool things is because you look at these ladies as being selfish and just thinking about themselves but she has started this moving movement called This is a Crisis. And when the hurricanes hit in Puerto Rico and in Houston and in the Carolinas, she is charting planes with supplies to go down there. She is on foot. You see the cameras there with her. She's handing out gift cards. She's there. And she has been looking to give over Skinny Girl so that she can focus on this This is a Crisis charity work that she's doing, which is amazing. Now, I will say I'm looking... Comparing dates, she was on The Apprentice in 2005. She, uh, she wasn't on the the Real Housewives of New York didn't come around until 2008. So she was actually on The Apprentice first. Oh wow! Huh. That's cool. That's maybe even more impressive that she made it on. Was she was it a Celebrity Apprentice or just uh, it was something was... with Martha Stewart? <clears throat> So she was, uh, pri- well, when she started out in New York, she was a ce- a chef for celebrities. So she oh, okay. would, she was, always, has always been about healthy eating and nutrition, and she's written a book too um, about healthy eating early on in the in the New York series. Huh. Okay. Um, well, as per usual, I'll try to run through some stats here. We'll, we'll see kind of where this goes. But so Bravo Network ranked number one in primetime among women ages 18 to 49 and within women uh, 25 to 54. Um, Orange County is it in its 14th season. I think you mentioned that. Um, and of the 14 total franchise television, television series, nine of them take place in the United States. Is that your washer? Uh, yep. That is our dishwasher that is singing to us. Well, if you listen to uh, one of our previous episodes, you know we talked about washers. We did. Dishwashers. Yes, and this one sings. We huh. should have timed that for our our podcast on dishwashers or washing dishes, I guess. That would have made too much sense. It would have. Uh, instead, we have it during our Real Housewives, which is, you know, I don't know, kind of related. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta has proven to be the most fruitful and dramatic, as Alyssa has mentioned. Uh, During the show's height about three years ago, a single episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta pulled in 3.737 million live viewers. Wow. Um, This is not... Did you watch... Do you watch much live? Not now. We don't have cable, so I have to wait until (laughs) until they've already aired and then go in. Three years ago, were you part of that live? Some of them I would try to watch live. Yeah, yeah. I would say Atlanta. Atlanta's one where I have not watched them live because I just caught up on all of their all their seasons. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's interesting that. I mean, maybe not interesting, but you did say that you started it and then stopped and then started again, but. I mean, three years ago, this was one of the more popular versions, and it still is, I think, of all of the Housewives. Um, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, there has been a total, we mentioned the average is, what, five or six Housewives? There's been a total of 86 Housewives uh, in uh-huh. some across all the franchises. The net worth, uh, this is annual Bravo salary. Uh, do you, so th- well, I won't say this stat yet. Uh, Alyssa, do you have a guess on... Did you look it up, or do you have a guess? I might know. Go ahead. Okay. Well, who, who do you think is paid the most of all the housewives across all the franchises? So some of the top ones would be Vicky Gumbleson, Nene Leakes, and uh, LVP, Lisa Vanderpump. Okay. So... Those are kind of like the staples of each Sure. City. If you had to put your money on one of them, who would it be? LVP. Okay. Uh, you would be incorrect, but not by much. So uh, Nini Leakes makes $2.75 million. She is the highest paid. Uh, f- this is just is this from Bravo salary. For a season, or is this for? For a season. Okay. So one, one year okay. of salary. So two point seven five for Nini. Um, I, I, again, I don't know Atlanta as well as some of the other shows. Um, so I can't picture her, but three of the top five actually are from Atlanta. Wow. And, uh, so, uh, Candy and Cynthia are in the top five, uh, and the top five non Atlanta is, uh, you mentioned her Lisa Vanderpump. So she is at 1 million and that also combines that's Bravo salary. So that combines in Vanderpump rules. Okay. Which Which she is one of the producers on the spinoff of Vanderpump rules. So um, I also thought it was interesting. I believe it was brought up earlier of who this is, but uh, I think Andy Cohen, uh, who hosts all of these things, he makes about $2 million a year. Wow. So um, I didn't know what I expected. I, I feel like when I see him, it's just during the reunions and just during his – he has a regular show afterwards, right, recapping it. Yeah, so after Monday through Friday, he has Watch What Happens Live, which I believe is a 30-minute show. He brings on guests. Sometimes they're housewives. They're not always housewives. But they Bravo also does a lot of other shows outside of Real Housewives. So he's talking about all of them, not just those shows. But it's just kind of like a talk show. They play games, you know, things like that. So he has a five-day-a-week show on top of being the executive producer for sure. these shows on top of hosting the reunions and everything yeah. else. I, I will say, um, not that I've watched much of his, his what was it called again? Um, watch What Happens Watch What live. Happens Live. 
Um, I haven't watched much of that, but he does bring on a lot of celebrities to that show. And you've mentioned many times when we watch a movie or a show or whatever that, oh, hey, that person's a big fan of The Real Housewives. And there's a lot of celebrities of every, you know, gender, race, you know, whatever that watch these shows. Uh, comedians, non comedians It's just it's pretty, pretty wild how many people watch it. They're just like us in, in a lot of ways. Uh, I use us very lightly because I don't loop myself in the we that you mentioned earlier, <laughs> um, but uh, I am familiar. So uh, a couple quick fun facts. Um, so the Real Housewives franchise overall divorce rate, <laughs> would you say is over or under 50%? We'll put it right in the middle. Brian, I'm going to let you, <laughs> you guess first. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to go. This is overall. I'm going to go, so like even after they're on the show, uh, like after they've left the show? I think it only while they're on the show. I don't know. The stat probably can be construed either way. Let's say it's just on the show. I'm going to go under. Okay. Melissa? I'm going to go over. <laughs> there have With been hesitancy. plenty of divorces. There have also been like Nini Leaks where she was married to her husband, divorced her husband, then remarried. The same guy? Yes, Greg. Oh. Her and Greg. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, uh, it's good you mentioned. So overall, Brian is actually correct. Wow. He's stumped to listen. <laughs> it's 35% overall. Now, I, I, I preface with overall because, as you probably know, Alyssa, like some of these shows are a little bit more, you know, uh, probably less loose in, in divorce. Um, so, for instance, Dallas – which is a fresh, more fresh mm-hmm. show. There apparently are no divorces. Yes. Um, so that goes against it. But uh, Atlanta, as you mentioned, is actually, you know, you are correct in that percentage. In 60% of the Real Housewives have been divorced. So um, interesting. I probably would have guessed over just in how the drama is around uh, surrounding the show. Well, I was, um, so I, I was honestly trying to think of what the American divorce rate is. Oh, good point. Like, and and because I would think it's probably above the average. Yeah. But I would think so too, but I don't know. 50% is still a lot. Yeah. Sorry, that's our, our dog, if you can hear him um, drinking some water. <laughs> um, so this says, this says in America, this was. 1992, 4.8 divorces for every thousand people, and oh, that's very small. Yeah, but though then in, these things change pretty quickly. Like, in 2016, it's 3.2. Okay, so there's like, like significantly keep, higher than on the show. If it's 35 percent and they're saying three percent, that's that's a pretty big difference. That's even less than three percent. It's for a thousand. Oh, oh! I thought you said three percent, not three. No, it's it's uh, three for every thousand. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to double check while we're doing okay. this. Well, but. you look into that. But the last stat I have, uh, and Alyssa, you brought this up. I wanted to look this up. Uh, the data that I had was fifteen housewives have been arrested. <laughs> so uh, again, you talk about the drama of the show. I mean, we talked about. Uh, Oh man, I'm gonna butcher the name. Good, 
cut ice. Good ice. Or cheat ice. <laughs> cheat ice. Uh, uh, yeah, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there, it's a it's a big part of it. Uh, not, not the biggest part, but, you know, you're living life and, you know, sometimes people will get arrested. <laughs> and some of them, too, like, I'm, I'd be curious to hear where that stat came from, all those numbers, because some of them have had have been arrested on the show or have had mugshots while they were on the show. So, uh, Luanne De La Seps, she was arrested while she was on the show. She still continues to be on the show. Gina from OC, same thing. She recently had a DUI, um, and she continues to be on the show. But someone like a Tinsley Mortimer, Mortimer, I believe is how you say her name, uh, who's from uh, Real Housewives of New York, she had been arrested prior to getting on the show not long prior but prior to being on the show so i'd be curious if they're pulling in those numbers too yeah and by the way we are talking about like three to five people of every thousand people like that seems not what i expected yeah i we might need to do some further research to that. I, I, I believe found you based it multiple off of, places. Like that's the thing is I'm seeing it multiple places and they're all referencing. But is that? I guess what I would say is is that a marriage rate or is that three out of every thousand people? Because if it's three of every thousand mm. people, they may not be married in general. That's a good point. So yeah, we'll fact check that. But I'm gonna keep before the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna okay. <laughs> that's the rest of the show. Brian's gonna be researching. Yeah. But, Screw the friendship test. <laughs> but I think we shall actually do a friendship test. So let's do it. Can we just become best friends? Yep. So I figured we would start the friendship test with a test for us, Brian. This was not my idea. This was our lovely guest's idea. So I'll let you take it from here on, on this questions. So one of the trademark parts of The Real Housewives is in the opening credits, they introduce the housewives. You get to see them and their family members, and then they always have a tagline. And that tagline sticks with them for the whole season. Sometimes it might stick with them for more than one season, especially the early on ones. So what I have here, you guys will guess if what I say to you is a Real Housewife tagline or a Taylor Swift tagline lyric oh man this is gonna be amazing <laughs> all right I'm so ready. our first one i make my own money and i make my own rules <laughs> taylor swift for sure i'm gonna go real housewife that is vicky gumbleson of the yes. oc it's out. You, you know to... what? You know what? This is. We always get guests that make me look like me because you have a little semblance of what's going on. Well, find another guest, Brian. <laughs> All right. I once was Poison Ivy, but now I'm your Daisy. That's for sure, Taylor. Yeah, I'm going to go Taylor on that. That one is too. Taylor. Okay. Yeah. All right. I told you I'm not bulletproof. Now you know. Taylor. Yeah, same. Oh, you guys are good with those Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> yeah, we know our Taylor. T Swift. Right. <laughs> I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. Taylor again. Real Housewives. That would be Erica Girardi oh. of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I wanted you to guess first because I didn't want to give you a hint. <laughs> oh, so you knew it. <laughs> well, I didn't know it. I just... 
I felt confident in my answer. I'll guess but, the next one first. T- Taylor does have a song that she's like an enigma, right? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know. All right. I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll guess first. I'm going to guess Taylor Swift. I'll go Real Housewives. That is Taylor Swift. Yeah, five for five. All right, one more. In a town full of phonies, I'm not afraid to be me. Real Housewives. Real Housewives. That is Kyle Richards of Beverly Hills. Yes, I'm the expert. Wow, nice job. (laughs) I don't know if that's something you should be proud of. I don't care, Brian. I'm proud of it. Honestly, I uh, if you if you imagine it with a sassy attitude, you might be able to. That's how I envision each one of those quotes, like with a like them posing, like I'm, I'm posing for you. And no one. Can so is that. Taylor Swift sassy, or are the Real Housewives sassy? Real Housewives. Okay. Real Housewives. But you don't sassy. think Taylor is? She can be, but they're a little, you know, a little more deep. Uh, I don't know. The Real Housewives are just kind of, they're kind of a cheesy sassy, which is kind of, you know, on brand for them. So. So then this, this goes on to the. But one of the housewives uses Enigma as a, like, that's. Yeah, but it was still was cheesy. If you actually heard it, if you let it sink in, it's it's still a cheesy line. Yeah. I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm just saying it's, it's cheesy and on brand with them. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm the champion. That's that's all I'm getting at. Yeah. So these taglines that they have, it, it kind of represents the sh- the show or the season for them, and it might connect back to something maybe in particular about them in that season. So in a town full of phonies, I'm not afraid to me be me. So most likely within that season, somebody else was a phony, and that's what Kyle is alluding to. So if you were to have a tagline, Ooh. what would your tagline be? Do you have Do you have one on... Do you have to think about it? Go ahead, go ahead, if you're ready. All right, so I did think about this last night. And my tagline would be, I'm going to say, well, I won't say it with a net. Imagine me me with a sassy attitude. Are you going to throw the hip as you do this? I might throw the hip. I'm never afraid to try something new unless it has mushrooms in it. (laughs) That would be my tagline. Huh. No? Didn't like it? Oh no, that was a good. It's on point, right? Yeah, like I, that was I try pretty much everything, things, but not mushrooms. But I don't like mushrooms, so I feel like, you know, it's not the same sassiness that a housewife might have, but uh, I think it fits. All right, I just wrote mine out. All right, <laughs> I'm actually happy, but my face doesn't show it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually great, Brian. That is yeah, well done. Yeah, <laughs> like. I, the number of people that come up to me like, Brian, you should smile. You look pissed. I'm like, no. Like, I'm just like, I'm just walking. Like, just, I'm not paying attention. I'm just walking. That is, that could not be a more perfect line for you, Brian. I could not have wrote it better for you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. I am I'm impressed. The, uh, some listeners may not know what you look like, but. Uh, that aside, it is perfect. Believe me, it is perfect. I've been right. told I have chronic bitch face. Yes. Not just relaxed. It's like a chronic issue. <laughs> so there's um, that. Okay. All right. Well, 
So one of the things that uh, I believe, Alyssa, you mentioned this, but um, one of the things that a lot of the shows do and the housewives do is go on a destination. Like, what is it? Once you, did you say it was once a year they do typically? Pretty one? much every season, they take one big group trip together. Um, where they might take little trips along the way, but usually there's one big get all the girls together. Sometimes the husbands are there too, or the boyfriends or whoever's there. Um, but a lot of times it's a good time to see the girl connection or also the girl drama where they hash things out. Mm-hmm. So they take these big trips that like overseas awesome. or typically, yes, like. Typ- typically, and especially more in the later seasons, they are going to China, they went to Dubai. Yeah, they're going to different places in Europe. So they're they are pretty elaborate trips they go on. So I'll start with you, Lessa, to give Brian some time to think. But do you have a place that you would go with your closest friends? And that can be your closest girlfriends or your closest friends plus me. Um, but either way, your option. Um, where would you go? So with lots of thought... <laughs> And being on the Real Housewife topic, so this is probably not going to be, you know, the top of my travel list, but since we are talking Real Housewives, the OG of the OC, Miss Vicky Gumbelson, her favorite place to go to is Puerto Vallarta, which I have never been. Oh. So I would love to go there, but not just to go there, but she also has talked up this lovely dive bar called Andales, where she dances on the table or dances on the bar top. So I think just... In the spirit of Real Housewives, I would love to go to Puerto Vallarta, and I would love to check out Andales and uh, see what all the fun is about. Now, who are you bringing there? I'm guessing Justin is not going. Oh, I think it's a girl's trip if you're going. All right. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Brian, do you have a destination you would go with some buddies or whoever? So, so have you guys seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians? You know, I haven't. It's on my list. Um there's a, this island, I think, that they all helicoptered to. Oh, I have seen it. I was yes. going to say, I yes. thought you did, because no, I, I did. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like, a remote island that you have to helicopter to, or that's the only way. I mean, you could boat there, I guess, because it's an island. But I think that island in the South Pacific would be really cool. Okay. So if you're going on a girl's trip, I'm going to go on a guy's trip. Um, I, I, I didn't give much thought to it, so I'm just going to go with my gut here. I think I would go to uh, Germany during Oktoberfest. I think that would be – one of our friends actually recently was just there. It just sounds like a, a fun time to experience the culture there um, and uh, enjoy some – some beer and just some goofy time with some of my buddies i think would be fun all right well the question that i have is what justin what is your favorite tv guilty pleasure and Alyssa, is this your only tv guilty pleasure can you answer that first because i need to think about oh yeah so first of all i always called real housewives a guilty pleasure but i'm starting to learn i don't feel so guilty about it And I actually really enjoy the fact that I watch it, and I can talk about it, and I can connect it to my everyday life. Some other TV shows I watch that might fall in the same category would probably be Teen Mom. In the more, in the, are they more or less guilty pleasure than 
Real Housewives. Uh, Teen Mom would be more, more. of a guilty yeah. pleasure. Um, yeah. But I, it's a similar thing where I have not been a Teen Mom, but to see what they go through, and it, it's also that drama-filled uh, TV show as well. So, Are they background for you? Are they like you actually are affixed to the TV and you can't be doing something else? I'm always a multitasker, so I'm never just watching TV. So it's infuriating. <laughs> I'm usually <laughs> on my phone or doing something else as it's on, but I do like to give it more attention than some other TV shows I watch. So yes, both for Real Housewives and Teen Mom. I I will say um, that I have grown to not a I wouldn't say appreciate the show of Real Housewives, though I've. I've grown to respect it, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're the same word. Um, but Teen Mom, I can't come around on. And that one, it's just, it's it's not, it's it's the same level. I think this is where I struggle with it. It's the same level of drama, yes, as that you deal with with some of the other ones. Um, except the polish of the production is lower. And so it feels very 1990s. We talked a little bit about it in, um, in the MTV, MTV episode. Yeah. Um, that it still gets good ratings or decent ratings and uh, it but it just doesn't it's not quite there but I will I, I actually there's some episodes and some shows I would probably say um, uh, Vanderpump Rules is actually if I had to pick one, not that this isn't my guilty pleasure I'm not saying that <laughs> but I'm saying like if you had it on I would actually watch that more than other shows just because it feels like I can relate to it a little bit more they're younger on the show um, and even though I'm, it makes me so angry to watch these shows because I don't understand the, the drama and stress that they bring. But at the same time, uh, I, c- I can see the appeal. Um, so what's your guilty pleasure? Well, I mean, guilty implies that it's it's not good TV, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I specifically have one and i created this question so i should have had one that came to the top okay of Alyssa, what is yeah, do justin's you have, do you have guilty you pl- put me pleasure i mean maybe some of the cartoony type shows you watch sure i mean you, uh um, i usually leave when they come yeah on. <laughs> uh big mouth is one i'm watching right now uh it's very crude uh humor and not for uh the light-hearted um but it's very, it's pretty funny. Uh, so I, I, that was the first one that came to mind. I mean, like Futurama or Adventure Time. I know nothing about these except for yeah, their names. Yeah. So I, I don't really know if they fall under. The I used category. to like this is super random. I used to watch the uh, Fabulous Misadventures of Flapjack, which was like five or ten years ago. Um, it was a cartoon on Cartoon Network, and it was just this like really gritty cartoon that was made for kids, but it was like definitely too gritty for kids um big i was a fan of that where i wouldn't necessarily brag about watching it um but yeah i don't know there's none that i I watch a lot of of football but that's not a a guilty pleasure but i probably watch too much that's healthy um i watch you know every analysis show too so So that's probably one of the analysis shows because it analysis shows are pretty pretty bland i love them i I at the end of the day they're bad tv oh definitely definitely so yeah so that could probably uh yeah i'd go with that yeah that's that's definitely (laughs) because those are bad tv but it just it gets my and that maybe that's where it relates it 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 fills me right like i'm i'm so enamored by by 
professional football in the NFL that you know and then you go and fantasy football shows yeah. and the NFL yeah. live oh, yeah. and all yeah. of these other shows I'm just like that tell all me the just latest regurgitate news. the exact same thing yep. for you yep. yep and I'll watch every minute of yep. it yep and and Alyssa has her basically same storylines of Real Housewives and yeah those storylines are changing <laughs> every week let uh, me tell you sure. same cycle sure. uh, mine would be Big Brother oh oh yeah. okay I I don't get a whole lot into the reality TV show thing, but every summer when Big Brother comes on, I don't know if it's because there's nothing else to watch in the summer, but that's actually new and not reruns or watching, you know, binge watching something. But for some reason, I I get hooked on that thing. So I think it's a little bit of that competition and and I don't know. Do you know Candy Burris then from the Big Brother house? Because she was on it. At least she talked about it on Real Housewives that she was on it. The name sounds familiar, but I don't. I I'd have to see her face. I don't. To jog your memory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the cat has come to join. Oh. Very quiet. I don't think I've ever seen your cat. Yes, you have. Nope. What? Nope. Huh? Because I think. We always have a friend over who's allergic to cats, so... Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think that's some good testing that we've had here, but now I think it's a good time to think a little crazy, as we like to do. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! So I'm going to kick it to our, our guest here to uh, set up this question for our delusional thinking. All right. So on the Real Housewives show, you obviously have the housewives. So they are the stars of the show. The camera is following them around. They are the storylines. They are the ones who are caught in the drama. They are in the thick of it. They are working through it. But you also have the house husbands. So they are sometimes pulled into it or they have to stand up for their wife or they're in the background or they're being talked about also. So if you had to pick... One of those roles, being the housewife, being in front of the camera, in the drama, kind of working to work with the storylines, or being the house husband where you're off to the side, you're watching it, you're probably still hearing it from family members and co-workers and whatnot. Which role would you rather have, the housewife or the house husband? Justin poured one out. I'm guessing he wants to be the housewife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did need some... Uh, some- conversational wine so my i'm gonna i'm gonna i guess i'll start thinking out loud um i think that in real life my opinions towards the housewives resonates probably better with the real house husbands in that you're kind of in the light of watching the show and i'm kind of like why is this drama like what is this like i think that's more realistic but I will say, trying to look outwardly at my personality, I think I could... No, I am not to the level of housewife <laughs> drama, but I think there would be some fun tied to being a housewife um, and just being a part of, you know, the, the limelight and, and trying to, you know, wrangle people in. And, and I feel like I would be the voice of reason or try to be. Um, you will be off the show. Yeah, that that's, what that's, that's, really that's, that's, that's what I was really going to ask. Point. Is is if you aren't outward, 
you know, drama creating, are you off the show? And then you and your husband are just completely out of the show. So, mm. so it's a fair there, point. I there is a level a of, of, you know, you have I, to give, give to the show. Yeah. I could challenge myself to, to give a little more. I could, yeah. I could be a just little for more drama centric. Uh, speak my mind a little bit more than I typically do. Yeah. Uh, it's not my comfort zone, but, and I, I do think that my, the natural choice should be for me to choose husband because that's probably how I react. But I, I think that I could be, I could be a housewife given the right, you know, mentality and, and shift in, in mindset. I think I could do it. I think I, I could. Yeah. I don't think you could. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not the level, Brian. I'm just saying. I think you'd be off the show. Okay. All right. Well, what about you then? Well, as you talk about it. I think based off of my tagline, <laughs> I could be on the show. Yeah? Yeah. Because everybody. Actually, that's. Everybody would think I'm pissed off at them all the time. Even if I'm actually not. But but you'd be able to spin it. The the producers oh, you could totally spin totally it. Totally spin it that I'm pissed off at just angry at everybody. Yep. Even if I'm not. And then so then that just that just starts it. And so then the producers can go over to you know the other person and say, "Oh, you know, did you see how he was looking at you?" And, you know, he he wasn't smiling at you <laughs> and it just r- runs from there. Yeah. So I think I think we've talked about this before, but I I want the control, and I don't think I could do the house husband thing where it's like all of this is happening and like you have n- almost no say in what is actually coming out of your significant other's mouth and what shit the family is getting into. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting this in particular, but I do want to ask you, Alyssa, if there was a house husband show that was basically the real housewives, which is real house husbands, it's a bunch of guys um, with big personalities, would you be interested in watching it? I'm not saying Brian and I on the show because I don't think you would watch us on the show. So there, there definitely is times when, when the guys do get involved. So Joe uh, Judice, who we've mentioned earlier, his brother-in-law, Joe Gorga, uh, they actually got into a physical altercation on the show where they like went at each other and were fighting each other. So times like that, I mean, it gets exciting. And every now and then you'll have a husband come in and you know get involved or say something um, to one of the ladies. But I think the difference between the guys on the show and the ladies on the show is, you know, and granted, they have help from the producers to pull the drama out and, you know, really stir the pot and make it look a little different. But guys tend to be like, you know, we fought it out. We're good to go. Or, yeah. you know, we said whatever. Mm. We, we hashed it out and now we're good and yeah. we're not I worrying would struggle about with it. that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because even if I, it's just like thirty right. minutes later, I'm good. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's I would struggle. That's with how that I. Moment. That was probably my biggest yeah, thing too. That even, would be. I would really have to play it up and challenge myself to be mad at people for longer than yeah. a short period yeah. of time. That's a, that's a, a great point. That's a, that's yeah for sure. What about you, 
Alyssa. Oh, I would totally be a house husband. <laughs> I am not involved in the drama, but I love to watch it unfold. So oh. I am sitting on the sidelines. So you'd be you'd be the house husband with popcorn because oh, you'd mm-hmm. love every minute because they're the skinny girl popcorn. There you go. There there is a a difference. I feel like there's husbands that, like you said, they're more involved, and then there's ones that are a little bit more of a backseat and just kind of let the the wives do their thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you would be just enjoying. Yeah, one of the really loved house husbands. That's what I will be. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, there you go. But just don't go to jail. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, well, this has been fun. Uh, Alyssa, thank you so much for yeah. joining us, for being thank patient you for having with us. Me. This, was, this was weird. I mean, it's spending time with this group and you in particular is not weird. Um, obviously, I spend every day with you. But I think talking about this topic at length with you is new to me and to you, I would think. Also with Brian, who would, you can now say you had a, a healthy conversation about Real Housewives. Yeah. Um, wow. There there are some excited people that I've talked to that are ready for this podcast to be released. All right. Uh, well, if they want to chat, tell them to come find me and we can talk it out. I will yeah. say that you, you were one of the most prepared experts that we've had. And knowledgeable. Yeah. Like, I, it was just spouting off, like, that. That's, that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not that I had any doubts. But your memory of these things is Im- almost immaculate. Like it's yeah. it's impressive how you can bring back these different things that I'm like, what? Like it's just it's which wild. is sad when you know what I don't remember <laughs> that I know these. Ladies hey, at least so you well. remember something because I tend to not remember yeah. anything. Yeah, good point. Um, but thank you, uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. This was this was a fun thing for us. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this this spin up that we did. Um, as as always, as we say, subscribe to us on Apple, Google, um, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're getting your podcast, and follow us on Facebook at Quest for One Hundred Podcast, on Twitter at the Quest for One Hundred, and at on Instagram as well. So, uh, thank you again. Yeah, and until next time on the Quest for One Hundred.